0: I guess you wonder where we've been. We searched to find self-care within. We came back to let you know. Woo! Speaking support is back. So let's start the show. Hey! Daniel wonders what is wrong with me. But I'm in the mood for some speaking. What you won't speak, say for sport. You tried everything, and I don't have a ride for this part. In my world, only you could say for a sport what you would not do. That last line didn't make sense. Hey, we're back,
1: bro. We're back. My whole right. life changed when I found out that was a white man. That's
0: yeah, did like it it so everyone's <laughs> life changed when they found out Bobby? I Godwell. was sitting there watching that video like. <laughs> I don't care who you are and what age you are. At some point, you find out Bobby Caldwell is black. Is white? Like, I'm talking <laughs> about like he even had it a black
2: name. Li- and it it makes you question life.
1: everything in Bobby that world. Bobby Caldwell, like I swear, he was a dude that sold me the numbers back. <laughs> on the <block>. Like, <laughs> hey, bro, your numbers hit. Like, like he sound like that
0: dude. And since right. we had a a singing intro, that must mean. We're back. Mm.
2: Got An hey, album drop hey, to hey. is what it means. Yeah. Like could crack.
0: Yeah. I, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> it is I, your most excellent and venerated, <laughs>
1: your favorite podcaster,
0: host, D. R. Lewis. Our nah. baby, and this is, of course, speaking for sport. It is the show where we take one topic. Mm. One. And then we go on hiatus for a really long time. Yeah. No, wait, no. <laughs> no, wait, oh, no, wait, no, 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 wait. We, we put it in a little bowl. I'm told. Back like we never left. Yes, we put it in a little bowl. We distill it down into its essence. It's the purest form. Mix it up. Give it back to you. The people. The people. You go out. You're all informed. You're reckless. You're reckless with that information. We, we know. But there's nothing we can do about it. All we can do is give you the information. We can't control what you do with the information. And back with me today. Like they never left is, of course. <laughs> somehow my best friend and also the most like why, why, hater. Why, somehow, so, yeah, what do you mean somehow? Somehow my best friend <laughs> and that? also wait, let me finish. The Dude, who, like the most hate the guy who I I don't even know how to describe it. You you are just such a hater of, of me.
2: Okay, so why don't I let you finish that then? Because <laughs> you you needed
0: to know how somehow you both are my best friend and also somehow my most.
2: You're uh, my favorite, hater. my most
0: talkative hater. Yes, thank you. There you go, <laughs> and my favorite hater. Didn't yeah. you? Aren't you the one? Uh, you know, I haven't been there to defend myself in quite some time. Aren't you the one who says I'm like the the most hated producer of all time or some some, some such wow. nonsense? <laughs> um, I said it
2: one time, but then Ed took it and ran with it. Yeah, so yeah well, you know, it, it you can It was a it was a joke, bro. But I'm like, you, Hey, why do you say this every time?
0: <laughs> you know, you can't leave jokes in the hands of Trey Blanco. Like, that. You're right. that <laughs> that's, that's on me. That's on me. And then all of a sudden, you know, he's giving jokes i'll have a con. you know what that's not the time i'll air my grievances out with it, Trey blanco whenever i return um and also back with us yep. course. but there's more there is more
1: act like cook crack
0: the, uh, the I, I was gonna a try Cadillac. to make a, i was gonna try to make a new nickname and i don't know why we the the, the current nickname is just fine that's being poppy himself Huff, in the building what up, man?
1: indeed support the arts because well we are the arts
0: so uh, To clean up some stuff. We've been gone for a while. um, A a long time. So we haven't been able to update you on all the things that are going on within the network. We, of course, have Trey Blanco's podcast and grill, which we've been recording faithfully. Mm.
2: Since the preseason, every week People they give what you, they want, man. It's because
1: the Cowboys winning, and he want to keep talking about it.
2: No, nah, well, because it's Cowboys Nation. Because whoa, whoa, Cowboys hey, are Terrell. America's team, and we are America. Terrell, yeah, don't, 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 they don't, won't. Don't be a sure. they, they, sure. They, sure. they,
0: Despite yeah. having one of the worst seasons I've ever seen in my life, yeah. <laughs> they recorded every week last year in season. Don't, get, don't, <laughs> don't, 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 don't take that away from them, Terrell. They, when they, America
2: needs the most, we stepped yeah. up and gave they, them. they are them through our worst hormone Said, even when we garbage.
1: <laughs> they were faithful, Terrell. So catch we're that.
2: Bringing it to y'all. Uh, we've been dropping we got them through Trump. We got them through <laughs> the Cowboy season. <laughs> we, we, we doubled up, baby. You know
1: what I'm saying? Both impeachments. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and so you can catch that. We've been dropping that on Saturday. So you can catch that every Saturday before, you know, get you ready for that game on Sunday. Um, of course, if they have, well, they've already had the Thursday night game. So we don't have to worry about that. Anyway, we did have a podcast that was called Easy Clap that featured our former co-host, Austin Brezina and uh, Jonah Cas- Castellano. Um, Austin has since left that program. That program has since left the network. It still exists. Damn. So, you know, go support Joe. <laughs> <laughs> <go support laughs> Jonah, Jonah spun, spun that podcast off. Austin couldn't. Unfortunately, there's a lot of things going on. Austin couldn't continue to do the podcast. Right. So mm-hmm. Jonah spun that podcast off. He's doing all the work. So he's, on, he's it's his own entity now. It's its own entity now, and we still would like you to support it.
2: Uh, you tell me, speaking was for on hard times, huh? son. <laughs> the network that hits hey, hard times.
1: Now we now we got to come back. Like like I I told Derek, I was like, man, I'm gonna start just throwing together some little videos and just you know, so we can throw so, it up on. So, but I'm gonna need you to edit them though, but, Derek. Yeah, probably gonna going be like five. Through it, minutes. my lord.
0: So the point is, Easy Clap still exists, but it's okay, no man. longer. It no longer has Austin. Go support Jonah. He's a good dude. Go support his, his work. Um. We also still have H is for Hell. Mm-hmm. And so every Friday, check Houston that out. Because Houston still
1: trash. They are.
0: <laughs> well, they are at least what? They are a game away from the World Series. But you're right. In general, they are trash. <laughs> the in, The entity of Houston as a city. Texans, Rockets. Yeah, yeah. No, there's more. There's definitely trash. <laughs> <That was laughs> oh, oh, yeah. I'm not saying they're not trash. <laughs> no, but not they, they, they do have at least one team that's a step away from a, from a, from, a, from getting to the title match anyway. They're trying. So um, check Zip out um i keep needing to tell ed it's not cory zip it's just zip just call him zip that's what he wants to be called it's you know, a deep, very baby. formal
2: person you know what i'm saying like, it's yeah, a fool. yeah
0: well if he wants to, that's not even his full name that's what's funny about it. it's like it's neither his full name nor the name he wants to go by but anyway i'll let have my grievances with Ed on his podcast Hit that up with facebook bro <laughs> that up with, yeah i know i know where he got it from <laughs> i know where he got it from um and i believe that is all the business oh yes we will have we haven't had a midweeks take for you in, in even longer than we've had uh, a minute. speaking for sport we
2: seven seasons that two yeah, exactly Yeah, seven
0: seasons exactly thank you Danny. we are hoping to get one to you um with a recording next week so hopefully we'll get that to you uh i'm not even gonna tell you what it's about because i don't oh, want so to talking about no nah, 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 i don't want to do that to every say, time though. every time i say stuff it doesn't happen so we, i shouldn't mm. have even brought it up but i did yeah. so it's out into the world now maybe that'll force us to to, to do it anyway back to the show at hand <laughs> i said that to say this i said that to say this and that is today's topic is wait i, I'm, I just i'm forgetting how to do the show i keep forgetting how to do the show right, i man, think we'll
2: you, we are gonna get you right bro and get you I right i
0: think i believe daniel before we speak yeah before i speak before you speak someone speaks who speaks that is terrell it's terrell, speaks, it's terrell speaks it's terrell with his mushroom belt um and that segment is called Terrell Hobbs' First Take. And who is it sponsored
2: by? Sponsored by Chris Usman. Knockout Automotive. Stop on by for a sweet rice smoothie and a smile.
0: is yours? Sir.
1: fam. John Gruden. Right Here's it. a few things. There's a lot of things we don't know because the NFL just, you know, is basically playing the, yeah, we did some foul shit, but, you can't prove it, and we're not going to show you the evidence. So, ha, 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 nanny, nanny. Now, that being said, there are a few things that we do know. All right? A few things we do know, it is John Gruden, apparently, uh, likes to send emails when he's upset about things going on in and around the NFL world. Uh, and they're usually, let me think here. Hold on. Let me get my dictionary out. <laughs> they're usually bigoted. He doesn't have a dictionary. Uh, that was a fake dictionary okay homophobic uh misogynistic um and just plain nasty most of the time um and all the boxes so we 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 know that because well he was the scapegoat he was the head that had to roll so that the nfl could further cover the owners who are probably 10 times worse than anything that john gruden could ever be but they got all the money and we all know how the nfl works we've Never, ever, ever mince words about how shitty the NFL is, on a you know general scale. Now, that being said, there's a few things um, that I want to know now. First of all, I know goddamn well that John Gruden ain't sent 650,000 goddamn emails to his goddamn self, which tells me that somebody else got them hoes. Somebody else read them hoes and somebody else responded to them hoes. And it's probably a lot of names that we probably would be maybe a little bit surprised at. But most of the names probably we would not be surprised at. So that's where we are, in my opinion, at this point. And I really hope that between Freedom of Information Act and people just pressing on the NFL in some sort of way from all different angles, we eventually get, even if it's a slow trickle, We start getting a little bit of this and a little bit of that here and there. Maybe a few people get blackmailed, you know, in the least illegal sort of way. Uh, I don't know. Just, you know, we need more information. okay? because I think when it's all said and done, we're going to know what we already knew. Oh, I don't know, about four or five years ago, Colin Kaepernick was right.
0: oh that well that and apparently that was Terrell Huff's first that, that was the end it was abrupt it was not like his normal first takes and uh, drop, homie. yeah it was a big mic drop at the end there big swing, booming mic drop that was of course Terrell Huff's first take who's it sponsored
2: by Daniel I believe it is sponsored by Chris Usman knockout automotive stop on by for a sweet rice smoothie and a smile if only that sponsorship
0: really existed we would have so
1: man, much man that moment. would be fantastic I might have to hit that dude up on Twitter and be like hey dude let me tell you about this bit we do <laughs>
0: That's and see if he,
1: it, is. I mean, he a Dallas dude, like I might have to, you know, yeah, i mean i know he's from africa but like he, he grew up in dallas so i might you're have already you're like, already hey.
0: you're already ruining the money you haven't even gotten the money yet you're already starting to ruin it
1: <laughs> Same. like no it's true it's like he's from dallas he went to high school no I'm t- that's
0: not the part where you ruined it. it the, yeah. the africa part
1: was the part where you from you... africa
0: i mean but the way you said it and how you just kind of dropped it anyway well, no because like i didn't want to like
1: i didn't want to like act like he was just a dallas dude like i wanted to get that man props for being from the motherland i didn't want to just be like you know oh he from Dallas so let me holler at him like nah man that you know I mean besides we've been doing a bit with his fake brother for like two years now I'm pretty sure <laughs> if we was going to insult that man we'd have done it by now <laughs> That's true. or does he really have a brother named Chris I don't know but I mean, you're the one who made up the character, so I, <laughs> and it's still funny to this day. Oh, it's a great character. I just—if right? it's based in truth, you're the one who would know, not me. It, it's almost <laughs> as good as Jefferson Davis' Rampage Booth.
2: Oh Lord, yeah,
1: and his <laughs> fine <fond> Southern accent. <laughs>
0: Terrell, what are you talking about? That's a completely real man. What do you huh? mean? Anyway, oh. if you didn't realize by what Terrell Huff was uh was talking about, we are of course covering John. Jonathan R. Gruden, the third. No, I don't know what his name is. John. It
1: Gr- <laughs> don't John, matter.
0: John Gruden, uh, former, now recently disgraced coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, Derek's team. Derek's leader. I mean, my leader. I don't know about that, but definitely the, team that, I, team. the team that I, the team that I, I rooted for. I root for. I don't. I still currently root for them. And they'd have had they just make as it, good
1: a record if Derek been coaching them for they, the last they, three years. They
0: make it very hard to to love them, but here we are, nonetheless, trying to survive like Dale and his Cowboys fandom. Anyway, maybe maybe I too will be rewarded.
2: Good luck. Yeah. Good luck. You ain't built for this, bro. It's been about a decade. You ain't built for this.
0: Oh, it's my entire life, excluding for this.
2: You know about that.
0: Um, And so, basically, the timeline on this is, is that is as such, the NFL opened up an investigation into Bruce Allen and the activities going on there at the behest of um, some of the former Washington football team cheerleaders, because there's been rampant uh, citations of abuse within that organization at all levels, not just with uh, the cheerleaders, but with within the management structure, within you know, not, you know, various levels of the organization are rife right, with both corruption and abuse of power. That led to Bruce Allen, the former uh, highest-ranking official within the football operations, uh, to be investigated by the league. That league, that investigation, turned up some emails that leaked. Uh, the first email being one of John Gruden uh, using a racially insensitive and just plain out racist char- characterization of the NF uh, the NFOPA's executive is it executive director. Is that his title, executive director? Uh, De Mo- De uh Smith.
2: For Demore, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah,
0: executive yeah. director. I just wanted to make sure I got the yeah. title correct. Um, so basically, um, using the stereotype about black people who have, you know, usually we have bigger mm-hmm. lips, and so he decided to disparage that, uh, calling him dumb, dumb Morris Smith, mm-hmm. um, li- you know, his lips are, what do you say? His lips are as big as... Michelin tires. Tires. Smith has lips
2: lift, the size of Michelin tires. Michelin tires, right. As big
0: yeah. as the size. Close enough. Anyway, <laughs> and so that dropped and caused a big old controversy. John Gruden came out and basically said, no, 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 no. <laughs> see, what happened was, that's not racist. That's not, yeah, you know, see, y'all think that's racist. That's not racist. That's, 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 I, when I think people are lying, I say they have rubber lips and tires oh. are made of rubber. Oh, you see, and so that's why oh. I was making fun of that man because he's got rubber lips, like like rubber. He's a liar.
2: That well, uh, Explains the, it then, yeah, oh, cool. yeah, and so
0: yeah, that, that explained so, so, it so well
1: that the NFL leaked his shit. So and so
0: and so, you know,
1: <laughs> you know the NFL leaked that shit. Let's get so, the come on, but nobody else shit came out.
0: Come on, and so you know, he gave that explanation, uh, and that explanation, I guess, held just any kind of water because during the time that these emails were discovered, they were during the lockout. So he was mad at Demore Smith for how he was handling the players association because there's no football going on. And so he was calling him a liar for that, I guess is his explanation. Um, yeah. So that the NFL uh, on the surface anyway, and Mark Davis owner of the Raiders said, good as is, we can move on. And so they did. And so they moved on and he kept his job and he coached the game and nothing was going to happen. Then the New York Times, the first uh, email was leaked, uh, was reported by the Wall Street Journal. The New York Times got a hold of more I- information, more emails, because this is John Gruden's favorite form of communication, apparently, is, is via the email. Um, the electronic mail is John Gruden's home. Um, and so he said even more things. Uh, in, first off, he, well, not first off, but he called um, Michael Sam a queer, quote unquote. Um, Basically, when he said that Roger Goodell shouldn't have forced the St. Louis Rams to draft a quote unquote queer. So he called uh-huh. Michael Sam, who is uh-huh. an out gay person a queer. So that was the first disparaging thing that was released. Um, and then in addition to that, he also uh, made lewd and ridiculous comments about Washington football cheerleaders. so he, he, there's sexism. so we, we started with homophobia, but we started with racism. That didn't they didn't care about that too much. Then we went we went to homo- homophobia. And then we went to sexism. He called the NFL commissioner the F word. I'm not even going to say that one. I was comfortable saying queer just because it was his language. But the F word is just so out of pocket. I'm just not going to say it. But the disparaging F term used for gay people, he called Roger Goodell and other people that word multiple times. So more
1: homophobia. Many times.
0: So so more homophobia. Mm-hmm. Um, what What else did he do? Let, let, let me. Get get back out here because this you man did You this, could this, probably just throw some, some kind of heinous this man, act this, out this, there because he this probably man did, did that shit. This man did so many things. It was it was yeah. crazy. Yeah, like he oh, right. just picked oh, something. More, he, more, more racism. he said that Eric Reed basically shouldn't have been protesting. Um so he mm-hmm. disparaged that movement. He told mm-hmm. Roger Goodell to hide in the uh, concussion tent. Mm. when the players were asking for Roger Goodell to back them on racist race, racial issues. Mm. Um, so then he disparaged, basically disparaged his own NFL players who were going through concussions, so he, he did that. So, you know, just a whole laundry list. You got you got more things. You look like you're looking up a list of things he did. You got more things that John Gruden did while trying to get himself basically fired in retrospect.
2: Oh, I mean, he went on to, I think he said stuff about Kaitlyn Jenner. I think he referenced some some of the owners that he wanted them to um, perform fellatio on him.
1: Ah, yes. Uh, So
0: so transphobia.
2: Yeah, so transphobia as well. So, yeah, he pretty much covered just the. Yeah. He take every single box, all the spectrum in terms of offending pretty mm-hmm. everybody. That's not a straight. Yeah. He's white a man. <laughs> He's a he,
0: he disparaged Caitlyn Jenner for winning the uh, Woman of the Year award um, mm-hmm. as well. So uh, it's a whole laundry list. And so after that came out, um, the NFL basically gave the Oakland, excuse me the Las Vegas Raiders all of his emails that were sent. Mm-hmm. So even the things that the New York Times and the Wall Street Journal. Didn't get a hold of they sent all they sent over to Mark Davis. Mark Davis went and had a meeting with John Gruden before Mark Davis exited that building. John Gruden uh, gave this statement basically saying that he would no longer be the coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, The statement goes, I have I resigned as head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. I love the Raiders and do not want to be a distraction. Thank you to all the players, coaches, staff, fans of Raider Nation. I'm sorry, I never meant to hurt anyone. Um, and so that was the end of that. Uh, basically, every NFL player who ever existed got a microphone put in front of their face to answer a question about this um, to varying degrees of success and not success. Um, and I think it stuck out to me that a lot of the coaches said they felt for John Gruden and for the people who were affected by the statements that he made which was interesting uh the only coach that i noticed did not do that was the los angeles chargers coach um god i can't i can't think of his name right now
1: the, i know who you're talking about neck that, that dude's going places like he's already places right now but i, I mean, mean like,
0: <laughs> brandon staley basically brandon, yeah, staley, brandon staley is is ex- exclusively and unequivocally Gave only thoughts on how he felt for the vi- the victims of John Gruden's mm-hmm. words and how terrible they are and how they must feel and how they we need to create an atmosphere of inclusion. Um, Aaron Rodgers notably said that there's no place for what John Gruden said mm-hmm. um, in 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 foot in in, in, in the NFL. Um, a lot, of, but a lot of the coaches basically came out and said, "Hey, we feel bad that John Gruden lost his job, but we also feel bad that you know he said those things and they hurt people." Um, and you know that kind of takes us to today. Um, a lot of people have said a lot of things. John Gruden has kind of released a state. It's not a statement. But apparently he said the truth will come out to a reporter. So that is now oh. out into the uh, into the atmosphere. But I don't know. The truth. I don't know what the truth could be.
1: <laughs> <So> <laughs> he resigned like, <laughs> over a lie. Seems, we, seems like thinking. the truth
0: is out. But we'll, I guess we'll okay. figure out what he believes the truth to be. One day he's uh, you know, that statement very much His statement when he left the Raiders very much read as I'm taking my ball and going into hiding for quite some time. So we don't we don't know when John Gruden will reappear. Yeah.
2: Sounds more like the truth is I ain't the Look, only one. Well, and
1: Y'all that's exactly on me, well, I, what I, I ain't the only one. There you go. You're right. That's what he's saying is is, is, is is he 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 was given the Nino Brown answer, which is mm-hmm. when I go down, I'm taking all you motherfuckers with me. Mm-hmm. So he he knows, as I said in my first, which you know, is why text, you don't need
0: to say it again. Um, yeah.
1: <laughs> he knows there's a whole lot of other I, bodies I, in, I the, forget- in the closet I, too.
0: I forgot to say that the NFL decided said that they were not going to release any of the other emails that were associated with the investigation. So, you know, typical transparent NFL.
2: Um, Did so they I- also mention that? Um, I guess they reviewed it. And they didn't find anything else that would implicate anybody else, right? Like they said, well, in their review, quick they didn't that. find anybody else that would be
1: real quick on that. There's a very specific word in that statement that they use, and I'm sure either of y'all will find it here shortly. There's a very specific word they used in that statement. The NFL put out. They use the word "current." They not slick. Everybody that I think that's probably the most incriminated in this whole thing is probably no longer in the league anymore. They're either not coaches, not executives, whatever. That seems to be the case is that I think what it is, is that the vast majority, if not all the people that were saying the worst shit, probably aren't in the league right now. Because that's what I got out of their statement was that it said there were no current NFL, uh, whatever, whatever, Mm executives, something like that. Um, that were involved in any of the emails. And so therefore, you know, kiss my ass. We ain't giving you no more emails.
2: Because like at face value, that's kind of hard to believe because it's like obviously John Gruden's talking to somebody. We know he's talking right. to multiple people. And is it just where he's just that one crazy guy saying random stuff in the email? Yeah. And people are like, oh, that's old John. And they say like just professional stuff back to him. Or are they mm-hmm. engaging in them in the same stuff? Which most of the times if he's comfortable saying that to these people, it's probably because they have that same type of either beliefs humor whatever you might say for that um so when they said that i was like i'm i don't think that's correct but i guess we'll have to wait and see what happens because i know the nflpa is trying to actually get them all released and obviously most of the media and the fans want them released as well so i guess you probably might see some litigation come through for that um and also just start with
1: that staff in washington if they start with that staff in washington and see where everybody went they probably found a lot of shit
2: yeah And then also on this, too, uh, I think it was kind of funny that I guess for the email, the reason why these are actually were brought up and they're valid to be used for him to be, you know, released or let go or him resigning. He actually was using his personal email. So he kind of had himself covered, but he was sending his personal email messages to the work email for Bruce Allen for the Washington football team. So obviously at that point, the Washington is going to save all their work emails on their server. And those emails usually last for a very, very, very long time. Uh, To me, I was like, I don't know why you even allow them to even message you like that. Like maybe because they're so high up, they don't have the same concerns as like regular employees do. But me, for any type of job I had with a company, I'm like, yo, I can't add any type of crazy on my work email because they can see whatever you put on there. And it doesn't get deleted when you say, hey, delete, go to my junk folder. It's like, no, it's all saved and archived and you keep it for multiple years. But I mean, I guess when you're like, you know, a head executive or whatever, you don't worry about those type of things. But, yeah, this is the reason why you don't act crazy on your work email, because that usually lasts almost forever.
0: (laughs) Well, we do do know some of the people John Gruden was emailing with, because obviously it was Bruce Allen, who is Mm -hmm. that's who the emails. That's how they got a hold of him in the first place. Uh, But also, apparently, according to the Times, uh, there was Ed drosty the co-founder of hooters jim mcveigh mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. executive of the outback bowl and nick reader uh the founder of pdq restaurants um so yeah there's probably i mean that that's a Big i don't want to say who's who because i don't really know those people but they have a lot of money i know that and so sure. there's probably a lot of other people on those emails who have a lot of money at the very least and have something to lose if those emails get out um mm-hmm. because i'm sure those three or four people were not happy to also be incriminated on this John Gruden scandal um, uh, even though it's been I'm sure the, he, the I'm not sure I don't know the heat doesn't seem to be on them quite as it is on, on John Gruden but they caught saying some pretty insensitive things as well in those emails mm-hmm. um, so yeah it'll be interesting to see how what happens with this because there's definitely got to be where there's smoke there's fire and, and John Gruden isn't fire he's just you know uh, an ember there's got to be a, a, a blaze that we're, we're missing out on here
2: you know what it might be, though, D, is that because, like you said, some people that are involved, Albert Bowl and whatever, they're actually they don't work for the NFL. Mm-hmm. So I think it might be like the threat of a lot of litigation or in people getting lawsuits against the NFL if they mm-hmm. let these get released to the PA or just to the media, because it's obviously going to affect their public perception, probably right. their income. And they're like, "Yo, I don't even work for y'all. Why am I getting, you know, have my uh, public image being destroyed because of. Random emails or whatever. So that would lead to potential lawsuits. I can see why the NFL is trying to hold off as long as possible and maybe never try to release these things because yeah. not because they're trying to quote unquote protect all these people in the NFL. It probably is that to an extent, but also it's like, yo, if we release all these emails, I'm pretty sure we're going to have like a 100 lawsuits against us because people are yeah. be like, I don't work for y'all. Why are I release my personal information like that type of thing? But
1: well, no, there the people that aren't quote currently with the NFL. So mm-hmm. therefore those are the ones that I think that's the ones that a lot of people want, because you know, I, I, I kind of was being funny when I was talking about how cap was right, but remember they were looking for collusion. Mm-hmm. You're going to tell me it was no damn. He was, he was brought up in the emails Gruden that that's already been released in the stuff that they, that they released that Gruden has said, they talked about, you know, him referring to to him and Eric Reed and and had a lot of derogatory statements toward them. So <laughs> the idea that there was nothing, I mean, and they literally talked about, you know, him being kicked, you know, we he should be kicked out of the league. He needs to be cut, fired, whatever term they used. So the idea that somehow nobody else ever brought that up again is wild to me because that tells me that they definitely talked about it. And you know, they're just well, covering their asses.
0: I mean that's I mean, you know, that's basically settled case law now because they settled with Kaepernick. They didn't settle with Kaepernick because they didn't find any evidence of collusion. So, I mean, we've we've known that the league right. basically colluded to keep Colin Kaepernick out of the league. That's- but
1: it's the hiding the information so that nobody can say definitively on paper that they did it. So it's like, we'll just throw some money at this situation. and And, and that's, I think, what annoys a lot of people, at least it does to me, which is, you know, and this is part of the, the story when it comes to what we've been saying about the nfl for the longest time that they're like i mean for, the, for lack of a better term they're hella corrupt and it's like you know this is becoming a theme we, we we saw it with um the cte issues they knew about that shit for a long time before they finally started ma- trying to you know go through the motions of taking some action Uh, And with safety and stuff like that, they had to be dragged kicking and screaming to like, go through some of these safety rules to to keep guys from from damn near killing themselves on the field. And they did it again with the cap situation. And now they're going to do it again with this. The theme is we if we simply refuse to show you evidence of what you know is likely true, you can never actually pin us down and say we did something it'll always just be speculation. And that's the way they seem to be operating is we're going to do enough to acknowledge that things were done, but you're never going to know exactly what was done and exactly who did it. And that's what seems to be the case with the NFL and it's whack. I mean, because, you know, the shit's probably way more egregious and it just feels to me like they're throwing out a sacrificial lamb every time they get caught doing something they don't have any business doing okay who can we sacrifice this time around okay yeah throw he he, he's washed up anyway he wasn't that good a coach we'll throw gruden to the wolves i mean that's what it feels like to me um you know turn around
2: well
0: you know (laughs) talking about nfl you know water is wet (laughs) like you know i mean i I don't want to gloss over it too too much We'll definitely you know definitely want to get back to it uh, to a certain extent but I, i would like to start with the one of the things that they kind of already touched on a little bit on Terry Michael's podcast and grill, which is the aspect of the fact that they needed an avalanche to fall on Gruden's head before Mark Davis was comfortable getting mm-hmm. rid of getting rid of him. Mm-hmm. Um, and in some ways you can see say that the NFL seemingly wanted Gruden out from the beginning, and so they kind of forced Mark Davis's hand. But whatever the case may be what he said the first time was not enough to get him fired but then when he made other disparaging remarks that was enough to get him fired mm. what do we think the discrepancy is on that and I know Daniel's already spoken to this a little bit so we we can we can kind of start with him and let him get his his take out sure. on this podcast as well and then Terrell you you know I I'd like to know what you think about that as well because it's interesting to me that you know John Gruden was going to continue to be the coach of the Las Vegas Raiders after right. he called after he said that Demar Smith had Michelin tire lips but then when he said other things that were equally as as bad, um, they are equally as bad. Then he was then fired. Um, why do we think that is? And is that a, the appropriate response?
2: Well, actually, just to go off of what you just said, D, I think it's not equal in the perception of the NFL and the perception, I think, of a lot of America nowadays in terms of, like we said, racism, things that could be perceived as racism versus being homophobic or misogynistic. Um a big thing too is I actually don't think that they wanted to get rid of John Gruden in the NFL. Yeah. Um in terms of sacrifice him. I think a lot of people in on the NFL actually really love John Gruden. And not because he's like a you know all time greatest coach or anything like that, but I think he's like a guy's guy they love being around him, like yeah, he's maybe a personality. good personality hanging out. Yeah, he's been, you know, either coaching or around the NFL for decades now. So I'm sure everybody has interacted with him, everybody knows him. Um, so in that sense it's probably why a lot of coaches were so you know sad or felt bad for him because like oh well he you know deep down he's a good guy but you know he got caught up by some stuff he said back in the day um but for me you know
0: (laughs) back in the day back in the day being 2017 but yeah
2: yeah. Uh, but but for me though the the thing is is the way this whole thing played out is when it came out about him saying the racist comments uh they kind of gave him this long runway to first actually take some time to. Explained himself they actually gave him a whole you know a whole press conference and everything they went and interview players um the players even the players themselves were like oh yeah you know well that was that was a, a while ago he's a good guy He never said anything crazy to me yada 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 but when it comes to the stuff that came out for the emails about the, the misogyny or about the you know him being a homophobe or anything like that there was no type of runway for him to explain his thoughts on that right no they right. Re- maybe pounced on it and he was gone
1: they, they let him run away
2: Right. So you would think that, okay, if it was the same situation, he may still have had to resign, but I could definitely see him getting suspended for the whole year or something like that. If it's like, okay, well, these things came out, they're crazy, but let's give him a chance to explain himself. And Mm -hmm. you could set the whole narrative of, oh, you know, back in the day, that's how I talked about that. I was wrong or I felt this way about women before. But now since then, it's been 10 years and I worked with women and my, my mindset has changed. He could definitely clean it up. To the extent that I think he probably could end up saving his job or something, mm. but they didn't allow that to happen. They pounced on it immediately, which let you know that they don't have to, you know, do this big investigation for them to make a decision like that. Which is what they said in their statement when the email came out about Demar Smith was, "Yeah, we we do not back these these uh, words at all. We we're looking into it and want to kind of see what's going to happen going forward." That's what they said. They said we need more time. We're not, we don't back what he said, so we know we're dissing ourselves a little bit. But we need more time to kind of see what's going to go on. And ultimately, had to you know get more statements from Demore Smith to, to actually have himself talk about you know him being called that and him being called the the, the racist comment and such. So I think it's kind of crazy how we treat this nowadays. Is more like racism is like ah, uh, it's bad, but it's kind of been a thing for a while so it's yeah. not so bad to where you can lose your job over as long as you're not racist right now as long as you say you don't say you're racist right now If you're racist in the past or you told sort of racist jokes it, it is what it is but if you're a good guy overall and you kind of have maybe quote unquote changed since then yeah. then you're good to go but hey man if you've hated women 10 years ago you must hate women now right or if you hate uh if you hate people homosexuals back in the day you must hate them now right so in my sense, it's not equal. The weight is a lot harder. It comes, the, the hammer comes down a lot quicker and a lot harder when it comes to certain aspects in America. And I think he played out perfectly in terms of what's going on John Gruden. Um, so in my sense, what, what, how it should have played out is the email came out. As soon as the NFL saw it, bam, he suspended. Bam, he got fined. Something should have happened immediately while they take more time to kind of research it as well. Like, we, we don't agree with his comments. Here's the suspension, and we're going to see if he can come back or not. In the game, in the point. So I don't need to worry about DeMar Smith coming out and having his own comment about how he feels or how it should be handled because we're going to handle it for him. They're already punished immediately and we'll see how it plays out. And that cool. should have been the same thing for each of the emails that come out and then they could decide to have him resign or have him, you know, get terminated or not. But that's well, not how it, how it happened.
0: Well, you know, and let's get Terrell in on this in a second, but I have a, a question for you because you seem, you, you seem like you're putting this and, you know, I will give my own take, but you, you seem like you're putting this on the uh, at the feet of the NFL uh, on inaction. Um, but the NFL still has not punished John Gruden for anything. The only person who has punished John Gruden for anything is Mark Davis. Mark Davis chose originally not to punish him and then he punished him the second time. So is this a Mark Davis issue or is this an NFL issue or is this a both issue?
2: No, I mean, let, let's, let's be honest. The, the Raiders are the ones who ultimately had him resign. But do you think they had no phone call from the NFL front office about what to do?
0: I think the NFL, the <laughs> NFL literally, I mean, we know the NFL literally sent the emails to Mark Davis because they were trying to, I mean, it's seemingly that they were trying to force his hand. I right, guess so. I, I, I don't, I don't know, but they literally sent him the emails to, to make a ruling on what he was going to do on the, the NFL passed the buck originally. And they passed the buck a second time because they're not the ones who did anything about this. They said they sent emails so that someone else might do something about it, but they have not suspended John and They have not banned him from the league. They have not done anything on this. The only one who did, there was Mark Davis who could have fired him the first time this email came out, and he chose not to. And then there is Mark Davis who did fire him the second time. The NFL still has done nothing, so I'm just curious. What, no, no, what, no, no. So,
2: so, so you're not you're not seeing what I'm trying to say, though. Like no, you're no, saying I, that it, you're, you're, you're. Oh, go ahead, well, go
0: ahead. I'm just saying you, I'm not because this isn't. A, I think the way that I've I'm toned right now, and so let me kind of simmer down a little bit. It sounds like I'm attacking your point. I'm not attacking your point at all. I think your point is valid. I'm just curious to an extension of your point. Where do you put Mark Davis's culpability in this, and and obviously we know where you put the NFL's culpability in this, but where does Mark Davis factor in to this as well, um, because you you know you you gave a general sense of the the league, um, is what I was saying. So I, is that is that clear?
2: Yeah. Well, for me, I always put the onus more on the NFL than the actual owners themselves because they have a vested interest in keeping their players around or their coaches around. So I expect for them to kind of drag their feet on certain things. But the NFL, because they're apart from that and they are over all the teams, they should be like, hey, we're going to set the pace for what the punishment should be. And if you want to do more than that, you can. But this is going to be a hey, this is the baseline for what needs to happen. So I feel like they could at least start it from the get go saying, you know, hey, Mark, you are going to give him a pass. We're not cool with that. Here's a suspension. Either the NFL gives it themselves or tell Mark to do it, because I'm pretty sure once the emails came out and they sent them over to the register to take a look at, they also had a pretty long phone call prior between the commissioner and the owner talking about, mm-hmm. hey, man, it is what it is. Because you could tell by Mark, he wasn't, he wasn't happy when John Gruden resigned um, oh, no. for his, his little statement. He, 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 felt, he,
0: he told them to take it up with the NFL. I ain't got no words for you. That's basically yeah. what he
2: said. So when I got that, that's what made me think that, yes, he made the decision that he had to be gone, but the NFL definitely put some pressure on him to be like, Mm -hmm. hey, this is your decision. This is not going to be where – it's 50-50, you know, you let your heart decide, like, no, it's going to happen one way or the other, so either you can do it yourself right now, or we can, you know, work some other stuff in back channels and make some stuff happen, because they have that type of pressure on the ownership, so that's why I always go back to them, because I know they do exert more pressure than they show officially, than Mm -hmm. the statements they put out, because you see it all the time, and a key point was, because when I saw how Mark Davis was acting after the fact, I was like, oh, he hadn't come to terms with this decision being made. Right. If it's more like, hey, what you did was heinous, no part in my organization, you're done. I don't think he'd be that depressed when it came to him, him time to. I'm sure would be a little sad, but not that depressed or that kind of, you know, not kind of uneasy when it came to talking about it. Sure. And that's why I feel like the NFL put a lot of pressure on him to make a decision like that instead of him kind of having time to think about it and then making his own decision.
0: So the. Um... So where do you feel in terms of, do you feel the NFL should do something more official in terms of punishing John Gruden additionally, or do you think them exerting that pressure? Cause clearly you feel like they, I mean, I don't want to speak for you, but it seems like you feel like they should have exerted some of this pressure either by fi- taking it into their own hands or putting this pressure to force Mark Davis's hands. The first time, the first email that came out, do you, f- do you feel like they, they should do something additional now uh, in, in, in addition to what uh Mark Davis did in firing John Gruden. Or do you or do you kind of feel like that's essentially their move anyway? So that's that's fine. That's in that in that portion of it.
2: I feel like at this point they, they missed the boat, man. They missed a chance to to step up and do something when it was just about race. Now they're doing it when it's about race, uh, misogyny, and being homophobic. So all three of those is like, yeah, bang, 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 easy decision. Not so easy to say, like, yeah, we we think that if you're gonna make a offhand joke like you said or comment that we think may be a bit racist yeah you're going to get punished for that no matter what even if you can explain it away we don't accept that they could have made that statement at that time the race could have made statement as well they didn't do it so now they do more to him after the fact I'm like hey man he's already gone he already lost his job so I think it's it's done at this point in time um, they missed their chance I think
0: Terrell, what do you got on, on, on this particular uh, point
1: I honestly feel like the NFL initially sent the information to Mark Davis with the hope that he would not teeter on whether or not he wanted to really do anything. And I think I, I, I'm, I'm with I'm with Daniel. I don't think he wanted to do anything. I think he wanted to. I mean, remember, this is a guy that gave that man ten ten years and a hundred million dollars that nobody's given a coach no matter how great they are right now. I mean, they're not even doing that shit in college and college is notorious for doing dumb shit like that. So, I mean, this was out. He, he, it was already quite obvious that Gruden was his boy. So I think Gruden probably could have done some of this shit that we, you know, that we've seen. He could have probably done some of that in more out in the open. And Mark Davis would have still been on the fence about, you know, how he could maybe punish him so that people would see it without actually kicking him to the curb. I don't think even after the the worst part of it came out, after the fact, the, the so called leak stuff, which I still think the NFL actually leaked it. And I think the, it, I don't I, look, I'm not an expert. I'm, I don't know, no timelines or nothing, but I know just from what I see and the way stuff came out in the news, it feels to me like they gave him some initial shit, Mark Davis, that is, and said, Hey, man, this ain't going to work. You don't have to do something. And when Mark Davis d- didn't feel to me like he was very much willing to do enough, and then all of a sudden, some more shit comes out, and he literally had no choice and made the Do resign because I guarantee you Gruden didn't have any intention of doing it himself it was like don't make me fire you I don't want to Mm -hmm. and so I feel like Mark Davis isn't winning any awards here um you know he like I said he he didn't want John Gruden gone and when and he had to basically you know get rid of the guy when he didn't want to um the other thing that this all tells me is that the NFL, in my opinion, wanted the facade of some sort of punishment, absolution, look, see, we put our foot down, we we dropped a hammer, and every other cliche you can think of with Gruden. I I called him a scapegoat. Uh, I said, and that's the way I feel it is. It's if we throw this red meat to Probably the minority of our fan base, because the other thing I believe is that 65 to 75 percent of the NFL fan base probably thinks the guy should still have a job and probably doesn't think what he did was that bad because they're the same portion of the fan base that wanted to see Cap kicked up out of there over something that he should have never been blackballed from the NFL over. So the idea that somehow this fa- this same fan base would have been up in arms if as all this stuff is coming out and they would have called for John Gruden's head? Hell no. John Gruden could have kept on doing what he was doing because a very small vocal minority probably would have said something and it would have eventually blown over because they would have poo-pooed it like, well, he's not like that anymore. He's got players on his team that are of the LGBTQ community. And he he's he's had a, a three, he's had a 180 and and he's been around these people and and he's a different person than he was when these emails came out. And so I think this was. Let's let's give the let's give the visual that we're putting our foot down. Maybe this will take the heat off of the damn Washington football team um, investigation, which, by the way, is still a thing, Mm -hmm. because that's really where all this stemmed from. So I think this was sort of like a. If we can get this distraction out here. And and if I'm not mistaken, by the way, they had like a whole breakdown of what happened with that Washington football team, these emails and all that. And they refused to allow anything to be the report, if you will. They refused to have that be on paper. They literally had somebody come out and give a verbal report on what was found. And so that. It, to me, it feels like, so it was like, so that it couldn't be something that somebody could sit down and pour over and, oh, look at this. Did you see when this happened in 2018? Oh my gosh. It felt to me more like, it was like, oh no, we're going to have this supposedly independent person just come out and say a statement. Because yeah, because the, uh,
0: the Washington cheerleaders are still trying to get them to release that report on what yeah. was going on within that organization. So there's still a lot of dominoes that are in the air, besides the email, they're still trying to get them to release anything that went in on in that investigation uh, with that team where we know a lot of bad things have occurred. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Terrell, but you, you, you got to the specific of John Gruden, but you didn't, how do you feel about Daniel's point in terms of the not feeling like racism was taken seriously enough by the NFL? As oh, opposed it on- will
1: never be. It will never be it, it. Here's the thing. And and we can beat this dead horse, as much as we want but here's the thing shot Khan became and I, I apologize if i got his name wrong What's became name? an owner how many years ago was it with uh jacksonville i, I don't know less than exact. 10 years it's been five six seven years whatever it is mm-hmm. but for the most part other than he himself and he really hasn't shown any sort of you know like He doesn't look like somebody that, you know, you can look to and say, oh, you know, he's a shining light in a corner. No, bottom line is you've got an NFL ownership group that is a bunch of old white guys who want to throw out little terms like old school and this and that and the other thing. But the bottom line is they don't give a shit about racism. They only do what they feel like is the minimum they have to do to give the impression to the players that they Who, you know, that they have contracted to play for them and to the communities that these teams are in, they do the bare minimum to make it look like they actually give a shit about whether or not the players feel safe when they drive home at night, that they're not going to get pulled over by the cops and get their ass beat, or that they're not going to go somewhere in a park somewhere with their wife and kids and have some white lady call the police on them. They only do the bare minimum to make it seem like they give a shit about that stuff. But for the vast majority of them, they don't care. Mm -hmm. So if racism pops up, they're going to look at it like, well, what degree, uh, how egregious was this? Is it is, is John Gruden running through a park in Oakland, California, you know, calling somebody a nigger and it got caught on tape? No. Oh, he said some stuff in an email when he thought it was guarded and he could just be himself with somebody else. Oh, well, you know what? That ain't that bad. This shit right here ain't going to make the NFL change. It's not going to make the owners change their views on what they've had considering most of them are 60, 70, 80 years old. Remember, these are the same, uh, you know, guys like Bruce Allen and Snyder. These are the same guys that were bitching because Jeff Laurie and, um, and uh, Jed York out of all the owners, those two were the only ones that had sympathy for the situation that cap was going through. And, all of the things that were going on in the league with the way the world was changing around them. These two guys who happen to be, you know, younger guys they are from a little bit of a different background. So, you know, they, they're not the typical 80 year old white guy with a bunch of oil money and billions of dollars. They were a little bit of a dip. they are different types of owners. I think that most people know that about them, you know, if, if you pay attention to any of it at all. So out of, other than those two, the vast majority of them don't care about racism. So to your question, uh, Derek, yeah, if it had only been him making a derogatory term towards Damari Smith, what they would have done is they would have done exactly what he initially did, which was, oh, I wasn't being racist. I was, I was more or less making fun of his appearance, but I wasn't really being racist. They would have let that shit go. So that, that shit would have rolled. He'd so let- still be coached right now. So let's parse down on that a little bit because y'all both made that point. I want to, I want to
0: examine it even a little further. Do you guys think, and I'm talking about from an NFL's perspective, do you guys think that what he said to to, about the Smith a wasn't racist enough or B it was just because it was racism in general that the NFL decided to twiddle their dumps. And I'll give you an example on, on what I mean. If he had said something to the effect of that about, about a gay person or a, or a woman, do you think something would have been done at that point? Um, or would they have also twiddled their thumbs on that? So do you think there's a specific blind spot to racism here? Or is, it, or is it a blind spot to everything in terms of there was not enough weight for them from their point of view to try to step in and do something to Gruden. And then when there was more release and they felt there was enough stuff that they could attach it to him, uh,
2: so I felt it was more because um, as of right now, I think the organization, they think that, you know, speaking out against women and speaking out against, you know, uh, people who are in the LGBTQ plus community. Those are like major red flags that have to be, you know, acted upon immediately. Like I said, because for the racist remark, he had a time to, to explain himself. And once he explained it, people were like, oh, well, I could kind of see that. It may not be true at all, but that was like, OK, well, that was a long time ago. He explained kind of it may be like a different term to him. Um, and because of that, people were fine with him kind of moving on. So I think if he had that same type of, of again, runway or grace, I guess, for explaining, you know, why he thought the way about women being in the NFL, why I thought the way about uh, gay people being in the NFL. That actually may have allowed him to potentially save his job, but because they couldn't allow that to stand, they couldn't allow it to even get bigger than what it already was because of those two big issues in their mind, you know, how much weight that carries. They're like, no, we got to dump on this right now and do something because we don't, it, it could have potential to get out of hand while they feel that, you know, racist stuff is like, well, I mean, he can explain that. It probably won't get too, too bad where people are going to call for his head or anything like that. People might get a little bit outraged, but we've already seen, you know, the past, year past couple of years people were losing their jobs people losing sponsors people losing everything because of the way they're treating women because of the way they're treating gay people um so i think in that sense that they kind of just freaked out and like oh well these are the two big things that are on our plate right now so we can't allow this to happen and that's why they didn't even attempt to say like okay well let's let's throw john out there in front in front of the wolves and see if he can save himself or not they didn't even give an opportunity for that like for me how i want to play it would have been like okay well He explained himself a little bit about the racist remark, not to my liking, but he at least tried to say something. Let him do the same thing for his his talk about women, the same thing for his talk about Michael Sam and get people in the NFL and see if he can, you know, either apologize for it, explain it away, do the work to actually win back the trust of people, like go out there and actually go to and talk about, you know, trying to speak at uh, conventions or whatever, mm-hmm. speak to women in the NFL, try to bring women back into it, have them do the work to try to repair his image, but they wouldn't let him even do that. I thought they kind of let him off easy, but let him resign and kind of walk away because now he doesn't talk about anything at all. I think if he has to be on the stand talking about it every single day or suspend it, maybe not coaching, but still trying to talk about it to get back into the league, that's more of a fading punishment than to be like, okay, well, yeah, this is why I'll get him out of here type of thing. But again, because they don't want to open that Pandora's box, they think, because they he hit those two major buttons as of right now in terms of in the NFL, like these are the major things. Racism has always been a thing for, you know, hundreds of years. So, yeah, I, you know, it, it's kind of bad, but I think people will get over it. They feel like they,
1: they they feel like anybody that does that in the NFL says something like what he says. Personally, I think, you know, whether it's Goodell, these owners, I think they feel like explaining away a statement like that is easy all you got to do is come out with the usual phrases i don't have a racist bone in my body i don't see color blah 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 some other bullshit statement that white people when they get busted being racist say so i feel like Right now, when you consider that the vast majority of the brass in the NFL is okay with that, and they'd be willing to let somebody come out and say that, and then they'll see, see, he's not that bad of a guy. But then when he started pushing those other buttons, when he started throwing out all those other, you know, derogatory statements, you know, that affected the other communities, then all of a sudden it was like, oh, great. He pretty much did every single thing that you would not want a guy to do. And like Daniel was just saying, he ain't gonna be able to just come out there and okay. I explained away the big, you know, the big, uh, you know, Michelle Entire Lips thing by I just claimed it wasn't racist. Uh, oh well, here let me explain the using using the see you next Tuesday, you know, because he used that word too. Uh, let me let, let me explain away uh, the 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 other f word. Um, you know, it, it was too much. So I don't think yeah it's sad it's sad to say, but to answer your question a little bit more specifically, it's sad to say, but I think right now, because racism has been something that is just something that's just in the I don't even know how to put it this way, but like it's something that's been around for so long and it's so woven into everything that this country is about, that rich, powerful white people are allowed leeway. To explain it away when they say something they shouldn't say, whether it's the back in the day I could do this and now all of a sudden cancel cultures type bullshit, when it's if it whether it's that excuse or whatever. But now we're at a time where these other marginal marginalized groups, like the LGBTQ plus community, like uh, you know whether it's um, uh, um, uh, uh, you know the, the the other communities, you know women that you know. More so, I mean, because now it used to just be, okay, you can't say these things about black women. Now it's like just women and, you know, like you, you need to chill because women are in the workplace. They're on the field as referees. They're doing this, they're coaches. And so we're at a point now where that has become over the last 10 years, maybe it's become something the NFL is now forced to have in front of them and forced to a lack of a better term deal with. And I don't think they're prepared for it. They've been so used to explaining away racism for the last 20, 30 some odd years when they've actually been put on the burner to explain racism that's gone on in the league because over the last you know, several years, they really have had to say, no, 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 you're not just going to explain this away. You need to break it down. They're still getting the opportunity to just say, oh, no, I didn't mean it that way. I meant more like this. They can't do that with all the other groups that he, he disparaged in those emails because the NFL isn't even still at a point where they're well at re- where they're ready to defend those groups. They act like they have to defend black people because black people make up the vast majority of the league from a player standpoint. So they feel like they have to defend that. But they've got a built-in excuse and they've got built-in ways for these coaches and these maybe some of these white players that say these things. They seem to have these built-in ways for them to make amends on the spot, but they don't have that that framework for, for the LGBTQ community, women, they don't have that framework because all that is coming across now. I mean, we've had how many players come out that are active? Very, 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 very few. One, we've got some one, two. that have two, one right. that,
0: well, that's active one, two right. ever. Like, that's
1: it. That's the list. Michael Sam, Carl Nassib, that's the list. And there are some more that have come out after they've retired and stuff like that. But my point is they've not had to address that. And when I say address it, as in they've not had to have a player come out on the field and get in Carl Nasser's face and, and and tell him F you, F word, blah, 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 blah. They haven't had to address that. We know the N word gets uttered on the field because half of the time it's the black players are saying it. But what else are we hearing? So, I mean, and I'm not I'm, I'm struggling to get what I'm trying to say out there. But my point is they've had years. To develop the perfect excuse for when one of these people says something racist. They haven't, I don't feel like they've had as much time to put themselves in a position to defend homophobia, to defend misogyny. We still got players that are out here throwing women across the, the house and they're still letting these guys play. Or there's they're they're maybe getting cut by one team and picked up by another. It's not the same. And so I do think that. If it was just quote unquote racism, he would still be coaching right now because we would be calling him a racist and everyone else, all these other coaches that we were talking about would still be defending him. Oh, that's not what he meant. I know him. He's coached black players. I've seen him with black players. I've seen him do this. I've seen him do that. They can't say that with these other groups. They can't vouch for him, if you will, with these other groups, can they? who who who's going to step up what coach is going to step up and say no i've seen coach gruden with with uh, carl nassit he's awesome with him i haven't heard that i haven't heard it I don't know, maybe y'all have you know what i'm saying like you can't you, ain't nobody going to come to his rescue in them other situations because they cannot say you know what i'm saying 80, 70% of the league is black so you any coach that comes out and says something racist, semi-racist, said something racist 10 years ago, 70% of the league or plus is black. So you can always whip out that old faithful. Well, I've seen him with his players. Most of his players are black. Do you think he could coach black men if he was racist? So yeah, they don't let that shit go mm-hmm. because they can explain it away. But they can't explain the other shit away because they can't say, well, He doesn't have a misogynistic bone in his body. Bullshit. We got emails that say otherwise.
2: So it's almost like you're saying like a built-in explanation because you're around black men all the time. That
1: is a built-in explanation in the NFL for coaches. Hell, probably in the NBA if we had that problem, but we don't because the NBA is a different league. But in the NFL, yeah, it's a built-in explanation. They can just say, oh, well, he coaches mostly black players. So how can he be racist? Mm -hmm. Look at all the success.
0: Well, staying staying on that point. Um, because it was striking when he said the thing he said. There were a lot of people, a lot of black people, not just not just white people, sure. a lot of black people. Mike Torico, Mike, Tiri- Mike Tirico, Tony Dungy, people mm-hmm. who have worked with him all who are black, mm-hmm. couldn't wait to say,
1: mm-hmm. couldn't
0: wait to say, oh, I know John. John's not like this. Well, John's mm-hmm. clearly like this. So it's, yes. it's it's interesting. So there, I mean, it, there's a lot that goes into the to this to this racism bubble that you know that that's something that tarot was touching on right. that I think shielded John the first time including some black people falling on the sword for him and I don't know what goes on with the what's the power behind that is that a broadcast thing where the powers that be are saying hey is that a I have a personal relationship thing with him so I, he's my friend so when he does say mildly racist things mm-hmm. I'm gonna be like oh that's just John being John but I know it's a it's kind of like one of those I know it's heart type situations, which I, I, I kind of find a little ridiculous, but is definitely something that happens where people have personal relationships with people that are problematic. And instead of mm-hmm. calling them out on it and yeah. trying to, you know, be, be a, an ally to, to you yourself and your people, yeah. you're like, well, I can just vouch for my friend. Um, we kind of saw a little right. bit of that from Amin Al Hassan when we had the Rachel Nichols situation, where yeah. Amin was very close to Rachel, and so he's like, "Well, I know she's not actually has these opinions because I'm her friend." And it's like, "Well, she said this out loud,
1: right?" Um, and so, because people don't want to question how, how, where their, think, their judgment,
0: where do we think that kind of fits into the to what happened yeah. on the first go around? Is that
1: well, people people don't want to question their own judgment
0: even after even after he got canned there were black yeah. players who came out and said, I don't understand what's happening. Right. So it's like, it's, it's, it's weird. And, and yeah. it's a, it's a weird situation all around. Well,
2: what I think it is. And sometimes it's a hard thing to learn, especially when it comes to either people who are your close friends, mentors who you worked with is that unfortunately, you know, people are in different rooms. Mm-hmm. And when I say that is that, you know, when he's in a room where he's surrounded by his, you know, black coworkers, he may be, code switching so he's like yeah act a certain way around these people that are black because I understand that I can't joke how I joke with the other people so yeah I come across I like yeah I'm a very likable person he's very charismatic so yeah no matter what room he's in people are going to like him but I think he's smart enough to understand that because he's so used to being around people what he can and can't say in certain rooms in certain situations so yes of course when he's around Mike Tirico uh, when he's around Tony Dungy he will be making those type of jokes he will probably won't be talking about women he probably won't be talking about homosexual people at all Um, just because of the, I think the way that Tony Jones and themselves kind of hold themselves, but when he goes into a different room, again, it's one with Bruce Allen, other people do from the outback bowl. That is, I think can be considered a different room in terms of how they work and operate. So in terms of what
0: dude from the outback,
2: I just, it's not
0: a word I thought I would be saying in 2021 dude (laughs) from the outback. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I I, I, I would assume that that,
2: their type of comedy their type of conversations yeah. their type of outlook on certain things are probably going to be quite a bit different from that other room and unfortunately i think we don't really assume that you know some of our friends or mentors really have that drastic of different rooms but it does happen in some cases especially when people who are just people persons are very charismatic is that yeah they probably have like a ton of different types of people from all walks a lot that they get along with but a, a big reason is because it can kind of mold themselves depending on where they're at and i think for sure that that's what's going on in terms of how he deals with his players how he deals with his co how he deals with his friends are going to be different things different types of jokes that come up Um because while they said that yeah i don't see john saying this that's not in his heart they never right. said that well he said that joke all the time yeah he said rubber lips all the time he's right. had that same thought all the time they never yep. said that did they no they didn't they're like from right. my point of view he's right. not like that but it's like, well, he said that in the emo pretty you yeah. know, nonchalantly, like he's kind of said it all the time.
1: And that's an important <sighs> distinction. to I still make. know that part of John. Yeah. That's I'm an sorry. important distinction to make, because even the players, the, the black players that have come out and said they don't know that they, they've never seen that out of him. Right. You haven't. Right. Because like Daniel just said, because you weren't in the rooms that he was saying those things in, you were in one room with him. Maybe it was the, the receiver's room or the quarterback room or the running back's room or whatever it was that the coaching was going on. Of course, he's not going to say that to you because he knows that that that's going to raise a red flag at minimum. Mm-hmm. But when he's talking to Bruce Allen or when he's talking to McVay or when he's talking, whoever he's talking to, guaranteed when he's talking to them, I, I it, You're not going to see them come on TV and be like, he never said anything like that. I mean, they might, but they'd be lying their asses off because Mm -hmm. in those rooms, that's what he was saying. And I think it's really cool that you brought that up because I don't ever hear that brought up when I'm watching ESPN and these other channels and they're talking about these situations, which it seems like we've increasingly had to have these situations over the last 10 years. You never hear that. Mm -hmm. You always hear. And, and I don't know if this is, you know, done on purpose, but I'm sure there is an agenda of you're a black coach, a black player that played for him or coached with him or did this or did that or across from him. Can you go out and say something about what you know about it? Now, it seems like it's innocuous. like Oh, inoc- oh no big deal. You know, this is just, hey, you give your opinion. No agenda. Go out and tell people what you think about John Gruden because it's a a topic. So we need to talk about it. We talk about it on the radio show. They're going to talk about it on ESPN or they're going to talk about it on whatever. So, yeah, go out there and give everybody your opinion. Why? Because everybody knows that you're not going to get one player that has ever played for John Gruden or one coach that he's ever been on a staff with or coached across from. You will never get one of them to say that he said those things in front of them. And the reason why is because he would be smart enough not to.
0: Yeah. with like, Daniel,
2: e- even Daniel... Ke- Oh, I'm sorry. I was going to say even Keyson Johnson, the yeah. one who actually has the, the biggest <laughs> bone to pick with right. John Gruden, never said that. Yeah, I heard him say that to me before because he wouldn't say in front of Keyson Johnson. Because he wouldn't say it, would he he say wouldn't say it right. Yeah. Stop yeah. telling me
1: yeah. that he wouldn't say those things. You're right, because he wouldn't say it in front of you. Don't don't say he would not say those things. No, he just would not say them in front of you. I would love to see actually, by the way, a player go and be like, uh, yeah, he ain't going to say them things. He he wouldn't have said them things in front of me because I would put my foot in his ass. Like, I want to see a player come out and say that because then that 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 would have to elicit a reaction from somebody. Mm-hmm. And maybe somebody would give us something other than. A cliche or a bullshit line, you know. I would love to see one of these white coaches and one of these white commentators that maybe sat across from him in a booth. I would love to hear what they say when one of these players comes out and says, "Yeah, I played for him for ten years." And if he ever says some shit like that in front of me, I put my foot in his ass. And obviously, he's saying these things. So the next time I see him, <laughs> you know, like you know, serious. <laughs> no, seriously, though, <laughs> because I yeah. feel like I almost feel like, and I'm being funny when I say that. But I almost feel like that is the type of thing that has to happen Mm -hmm. because if if it doesn't start happening, especially when you have evidence in your face, this is not hearsay. We know the emails are out there. It's not hearsay. He said them. So now I feel like if you don't have some of his foreign players coming out and saying, if I had known this dude was saying this kind of stuff and have I ever heard him saying this kind of stuff? I'd have fought him on the spot or I'd have cussed him out or I'd have quit, I'd have quit, I'd have quit. I'd have told him to trade me something, some kind of repercussions that he actually could feel instead of this bullshit where they still owe him $40 million and he'll probably get damn near every penny of it. That's, this is not punishment. Punishment would have been, you lost five players because you said some really dumb shit. And that we're we're getting players that are great players for us, players that could help us win, don't want to play for you. Because let's be honest, that's basically oh, what happened.
0: Oh, 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 so punish me because John Gruden's racist. Oh, that's what you want. you want. You want me to eat you want, you want me to starve because John Gruden's a You chose to be a
1: Raiders fan. You should have known this was going on. It's your leader, bro. It's your leader. <laughs> and,
0: and, 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 yeah. Is that and, your king? I'm anyway. just saying, look. Hey. But 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 no, so <laughs>
1: What is here? What but out that's, of no, but um, that's what would have needed to happen. And that's the thing. These coaches don't say this shit in front of their per- players. They don't say this shit in front of the he- in front of the help. Because if they say this shit in front of the help, the help is out the door. And now what you're going to do, you're going to you're going to run a white running back out there. It's only like two. Oh, why, why, it's a, it's why, only like wait, two why, Christian McCaffrey in the whole world. Why are
0: white running back's getting uh, a What's stray? Because happening? it's like cause, this, because this, it's this Christian McCaffrey
1: the only good one. So, <laughs> this, what,
2: what, this boy with so left. <laughs> hey, look, <laughs> why, Christian McCaffrey, hey, C-
1: C- Christian McCaffrey's ain't growing on trees, bro. Oh, oh my lord. lord, Christian McCaffrey's ain't growing on trees. Hey man, Rex
2: Burkhead, bro. Come on, Rex right Burkhead gave him a championship. Come on, man. Let's see let's see how many
1: yards he run for in in Las Vegas. The point I'm making is when you, when when all of a sudden you can't you can't get because you want to keep your, your little racist coach when you can't get a good free agent to come to you a free agent that's running mean, back you wide the race, receiver you want the race right. to go into oh, 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 look hey, <laughs> yeah, he <does>. hey <laughs> I understand hey, your point hey Keyshawn let's Josh. watch how we can make it go both ways <laughs> let's how let's watch how we can make it both ways hey how about how about if you want to have racist NFL coaches I think that's great you want to have racist NFL coaches? Let's have all the white players in the league go to that racist team. Because if you go, because if you want to fight so hard to keep a racist NFL coach, what? we should what? just let all the white players that, that think what he said is okay. I didn't, because, do, th- I well, didn't do this. I didn't nice do this guy. to you,
0: Terrell. Go play didn't, for his ass. I didn't tell your he team couldn't have any more black people when y'all. <laughs> that hey, look, this. I, didn't do,
1: I didn't do this no no I, um, I want i want the absurdity i want the absurdity i want you to hear the ab- absurdity of what I'm saying because mm-hmm. that's how absurd th- absurd this Ob- shit is absurd okay <laughs> absurd. <laughs> absurd. It, absurd this is this is absurd. how absurd this shit is okay uh, uh, absurd all right <laughs> you want to sit here and fight tooth and nail <laughs> to keep this dude on your team you want to cry like a little bitch and he literally had to call people c u n t. And 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 f and and, and the other f word You're and, and he, had to, he to, had to say I, I, didn't <laughs> I didn't do this he had I've to been, say I've most, been trying to say a about on, Keyshawn hold Johnson hold on, on hold on <laughs> he had to say the most egregious shit in the world okay mm-hmm. for you to begrudgingly come out in front of America and just say he wasn't going to be with the team anymore and allow him to resign yeah. with dignity. You yeah. let this man resign with dignity when you should have come out on that podium and said, I'm not that person can't work for me. Yeah, I can't pay that person money to lead men. Mm-hmm. That is what your ass should have came out there and said, coming out there with your fucking stupid bowl haircut, <laughs> practically <laughs> shedding tears over the your boy, racist your boy, misogynist Derek. that you just had to convince to retire or resign because you didn't want to say the words I fired him. Okay. Here. Okay. Great. If you want it so bad to keep him, keep him, and then you do a search and go find all the racist players in the league, because I'm sure there's enough of them to field a 53 man roster. And you bring all their asses to the Las Vegas Raiders, because that's how absurd your ass looked sitting up on that podium trying to. I love to these eat.
2: experiments, Terrell's trying to set up. Yeah. <laughs> no, NFL, I'm saying all I, on the Raiders I, are awesome. I, 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 I r-
1: guarantee you. I guarantee you, there's a, because just, that's because that's what he's acting like. He's up there shedding tears and crying like a little girl because, yeah, and that was misogynist. Crying like a little girl. (laughs) The greatness of the Raiders. Kiss my ass. You didn't want to fire this dude. You had to practically pull teeth to, to, to force that dude to resign. So if that's what you want to be like, if that's how you want to act, then you know what? Let's go out and find every player that's on Twitter and all these other platforms for the last 10 years saying misogynist, racist shit. Let's go get them and bring them on in here and see what kind of team you got. Since you don't want to be sensitive to marginalized communities, since you want to act like when he said some racist shit, you wanted to let him poo poo it and walk it off down the street. And you were going to keep him. And then you didn't want to do anything until he literally hit every marginalized community in the whole fucking world before you decided to actually do something. Because being a fucking racist wasn't enough. Oh no! We need you to be misogynistic. We need you to be homophobic. Uh, we need you to be Islamophobic. Uh, do you know any Islam- Islamic people? Okay, no. We, we need you to. We need you to just. Hey, we got some Native Americans that we need you to insult. Let's throw them in there too. What the? He literally. So you know what? that's absurd so here's what we'll do yeah let's just go ahead and fill the team full of races i know there's some people somewhere in the country you could just fill a whole damn team 53 man roster i know you can find 53 <laughs> but really good races <laughs> Stop asking him about really it. good about <laughs> Stop. fuck out of here dude that's I, don't, a, I don't know hey, how we got here. <laughs> how crazy that sh- exactly how crazy does that shit sound See yeah, How crazy this, does that sound?
2: That's what you asked for, D. I didn't ask how for crazy this. does it sound, yeah, Derek? What, I was, it, I was it, talking about How, Derek? Oh. How crazy? It sounds
1: crazy. How crazy does please, it sound? Please, we, it sounds real
0: crazy. It sounds messed
1: up, don't it? Mm. Does it? Does it sound messed Where, up? What's yeah, it sounds messed I, up. I, I can't. It it here's read read it. here's I can't. why I said that. Because <laughs> that's how messed up it was when he was sitting up there crying like a little girl trying to keep John Stop Bruce. saying crying like a little girl.
0: Stop.
1: And when I say little girl, I mean a child. Like, like when a, baby. a child cries because you had to pry a toy out of their hands because that's what we had to do they had to practically pry they had to practically pry John Gruden out of his cold dead oh. hand to get him to let this dude go after all that shit that got put in front of him he he was
2: Tarell, kicking and screaming trying to keep what him firing is at
0: happening? Dude. What set that's you what sets you
2: off like this 4th, 5th, 7th, 8th, ninth, 10th, 8th <laughs> <10th, 8.
1: laughs> 11th, 8.
2: I, Yeah. I,
0: all of a sudden, and it's not like I wanted to defend him, but like we were not talking about Mark Davis, and then all of a sudden we were not talking about Mark Davis. Well,
1: he needs to be talked about. Like literally, you reminded me of it. It's your fault you because he me. he's getting he's <laughs> getting off scot free. He's getting off scot free. He didn't want to fire him. He he Gruden it, would still be it, there right now if it was up to Mark Davis. What's hilarious
0: besides he the, would still be what, there. What's hilarious besides the the repeatedly saying crying like a little girl, which. Take that out of your vocabulary, man. Don't say that anymore. But besides that, everything you said was completely and totally on point. Mark Davis is not getting enough enough heat. It's just funny. The reason I'm laughing is because you had a chance to say that at the beginning of the episode.
2: And it's like it just dawned on you. Out of nowhere. You were just like, you're like wait a oh minute. Yeah. Mark Davis needs to catch these hands. Boy's trying to skate even on this on this episode. <laughs> this you know, what no, happens on my watch.
1: This is what happens when you're 45 and shit just start coming to you like you know what that <laughs> and, right. and, once and then you, you just start like this is and, what happens. And, and when I was 25, started, I would have said that shit right from the jump.
0: And once you started, I couldn't stop it. <laughs> No if, matter when how many I was 25, no, I would have no, said
1: that and that would that would have lasted me 30 seconds if I no, was 25. No matter now that I'm 45, I got I got things to get out. No, say, but
0: but yeah, but yeah. But no Keyshawn. matter how many, I was to say, no matter how many times I said, but Keyshawn Johnson, this man was like, No, Mark Davis is gonna catch these hands fully, and for 30 minutes, <laughs> for 30 straight minutes, <laughs> Mark Davis will catch these hands. All right. <laughs> I have nothing to add to that. Mark Davis is trash. I I mean, I, I don't, I have nothing to add to that. I do. Uh, I did have, um, a a question about the slurs, which I was going to use Keyshawn Johnson to get us there. Keyshawn Johnson, um, after the fact came out and said that John groups a phony. And we know that Keyshawn Johnson has no love for John Gruden. So it wasn't hard for him to say this. He basically said he's a phony. Um, and he's going to, he's always been a phony. And this is just proof that he's a phony. (laughs) Daniel spoke to, uh, when he's talking about his charisma and how he can kind of coach with the rooms, that, that's a common trait in abusive relationships where they shield their abuse by being charismatic to the friend. So then, you know, when the, when, you know, the woman or the man, there's male, there's male spousal abuse. When she goes to her friends, and it's like, Hey, this is happening. And they're like, Oh, what? No, he's a good guy. He would never mm-hmm. do that. The way he treats me is, is immaculate. Yeah. And that's why it's very important when you're doing these kind of situations, not to, to kind of in, in a sense victim blame and be like, well, I'm, he's good to me. Mm-hmm. So he can't be bad to you because he's good right. to me. Those things, those two things are not mutually exclusive. He can be good to you and bad to whoever he's bad to. Yeah. Um, and so that was uh, to extenuate Daniel's point when he said, but on the slur portion, because I think, I think it's interesting what you guys have kind of been saying in terms of you repeatedly talk about how, you know, the first statement wasn't respected enough, but then he said some stuff about other groups and that was respected more in terms of having action done um do we do you think that some of the cases and i'm asking you to kind of get into the minds of other people again but i, I just i just find this part of the topic interesting and i think it's kind of what we need to be talking about for the show anyway do you think that he because of his explanation and we've talked about how he was given the leeway to explain and how he would mm-hmm. and daniel has talked about how he wasn't given the leeway to explain the other stuff. Mm-hmm. Do you, that he was able to kind of explain away a slur because calling someone's lips big is a a racial slur in and of itself, but it wasn't, it seems like once he got out in front of it, it wasn't viewed as that anymore because he put reasonable doubt into the equation, which there's not a lot of reasonable doubt. anyone. I don't, I don't even think Roger Goodell buys that statement that he was not making a racial, uh, a, a, a racist jab at, at DeMora Smith. But at the same time, I will say, while it's an absurd, an absurd explanation, it is, a explanation that you can say out loud. And I guess maybe three people will believe you. Is yeah. there really an explanation for dropping the F word, calling Michael Sam, the, the word, calling him a queer. Hmm. Could he have explained that away if given the opportunity, because those are pretty, if, if, cause I will say if he had said the N word to the, about the Smith, that would have been automatic. I mean, just because we know that just, that's how the N word is. <laughs> that's pretty much on site. Right. Are, are, the words that he used for the other groups of people were kind of on-site words. So how does that play a factor? And I, I, I it doesn't seem like Daniel's like, yeah, no, I have, I have something for this as well. well, 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 no, well. No, no, I, I'm, I'm open to anything. I'm open to all avenues of conversation. So.
2: What, what I would say is that, um, first off for the N word, that's probably much been like an off, you know, hands off thing for quite a long time. Right.
1: Yeah. We're getting now, quick with that one. We can, we can catch you in the mouth before you even finish the word nowadays.
2: Now, unfortunately, you know, for those other words, it hasn't been until recent to where they're like, oh, those are also, you know, high tier slurs that you should never, ever use. So he could fall back on not saying This is actually a good explanation, but you could say something like, "Okay, well, back then, that's how we talked. That was our terminology, because I mean, I'll be honest, a lot of the words that he was using was stuff that we would use, like in middle school, you know, Mm -hmm. stuff like that, like when we were younger, before we actually learned about what it all meant. And stuff. that actually was just the the grammar or kind of the, the, the stuff that people would say back in the day, just mm-hmm. loosely, just throw it out there just because, right? So being in that sense, you could say that, yeah, back then I had a different mindset. You know, I was ignorant. I didn't know. Um, so I said those things. I've grown since then. I have learned a lot. And that's usually, I think people use a lot. Like I learned a lot since then. So I'm a, I'm a different person. Um, what I said wasn't right. It wasn't right back then. It's not right now. I, I regret doing it. Um, but i have moved on for it i really do apologize for it i want to do whatever i can to make this right i know i've hurt people by saying that but that's not who i am i think my character shows that how i treat people now i work with women now all the time how i have carl nassib on my team i don't treat him any differently that i have grown from that now is that true maybe who's to say but that could be an explanation he could use to kind of get some room to have those other those same three people like mm-hmm. you were saying d be like oh, okay well I could see that then. Maybe he has changed only because those emails were from years ago. If it right. was just yesterday, he wouldn't have he wouldn't have that same ability. But because there was a time frame um, in between it, I think that's the reason why he could have had a chance to potentially save himself if he had the chance to actually explain where that was coming from.
0: I think. Uh- and this is a point that I've been waiting to make uh, kind of somewhat my view on. It. And I, I agree with most of what Daniel saying. I don't I'm not, I'm not sure if I see it quite as hard as he sees it on this one in terms of like, I, I do think that there is an element of And I want to get into this a little more before we go. It's going to be a long episode, uh, but there is a little bit of an element of proximity to whiteness. Right. Those other yeah. communities have a proximity to whiteness that racism doesn't have. It just doesn't. Mm-hmm. And that and that's, you know. We're gonna have a whole episode on this. I guess spoiler alert, the the special episode for midweek take is Dave Chappelle. That's a little bit of what Dave Chappelle was trying to get at. I think he did it in a very unartful and terrible way. Um, and I think that we'll you know we'll get into that. Your everyone's thoughts on that. In my opinion, he did that. You know he he was very divisive in a way that didn't he didn't need to be divisive. Yeah. Um, because these groups have people of color in them. and i don't think he paid enough respect to that idea anyway Mm -hmm. so that's a a time for a different so there is a proximity to whiteness that i think daniel was talking about with these other groups that give them a little more leeway to swing a hammer that Mm -hmm. racism doesn't doesn't always get um and that's just the fact of the matter like that's not that's not trying to you know gray trauma because all these traumas are 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 abhorred but you know there's a certain trauma of being black and then and then of course if you I don't want to say misfortune because it's just your identity, but if you happen to be multiple spots of these, like a woman, a woman who is gay, a woman who is gay and is black, the more down the line you get on intersectionality, the more oppressed you seem to be because of how those things begin to stack. And so there's a proximity to whiteness that that some of the other ish, that some of, that runs into, hey, now that a white woman has been insulted, we can get some stuff done. Now that a white gay man has been assaulted, we can get some stuff done, as opposed to if it was a black gay man or a black woman. Um, and so I agree, there's some of that in here. What I will say is, in, from my point of view, that I think and, you know, this could be wrong, obviously, but I think John Gruden trapped himself. I, I said it kind of at the time. I think he trapped himself in his own words when he said, I don't have a racist bone in my body. If he had said, oh, this is From back then, when I was a different person, before I got back into the league, before I became more progressive, I think he would have had slightly more. I don't know if he probably still gets fired, but I think he would have had slightly more leeway on his second offense because he would have already had the background work of I was a different person back then. I was a more racist person back then. I was a more, now that also might have got him fired at the time if he said that. Cause you know, you don't always get, you know, they don't like yeah. it when you admit to it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they don't exactly. like it. So that also might have got him fired at the time. So I, I don't know how it plays out if he does it that way. That's the right way to do it because that's the fucking truth. But I, so, but I think he boxed himself in on the first go around when he said, I don't, I, I, A, what I said was not meant to be racist. And B, I don't have a racist bone in my body. So then when they come out and they see you using the F word, calling people, calling people queers, calling women out their names and, and posting. I was like, oh, what happened to not having a racist bone in your body? So I, I I do think some of what happened was he boxed himself in to save himself the first time that it became, uh you know, it became second second hand. Like once we knew that those other emails existed, it was like, oh, yeah, you're done. You're done in this town. I mean, me and my uh, boss, when we we read the report, we're like, oh, he's going to get fired. And he got fired that same night. (laughs) (laughs) We were were writing because our job is to prepare for stuff like that so that when 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 it happens, we have something ready to go. So we don't so we can be, you know, quote unquote first. So we were like, hey, write it up. Write the ball. He's getting fired. Right. Right. It's not a bull. That's 24 seven sports. I'm sorry. I'm I'm still trapped in my old ways. Write the article up Um, with the plug. Yeah. yeah, Free plug for someone I don't work for anymore. (laughs) 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 So anyway, but just behind the scenes, when he said that we knew he was getting fired because he had no runway because he had boxed himself in by saying, I don't have a racist bone in my body, which was a ridiculous statement to say. I wouldn't even say that. And I'm black. I would not say I don't have a racist bone in my body because it's simply Isn't not right true. Here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: it's right yeah. here. This, this is the racist one right here. you
0: see this knuckle, it's like five yeah. percent racist.
1: Like when I be um, in Walmart, when i get in my smallest Walmart, bone, no, though no, it's my smallest bone. When, when I'm it's, at Walmart, uh, I'd be like, Ugh. But it's <laughs>
0: like I wouldn't say I wouldn't <laughs> say I, I don't have a sexist bone in my body because that's simply not true. I just I mean, not to labor it, but I just call Terrell out on something that I feel is a sexist statement. Because you're saying you're crying like a girl and that's that has a negative connotation for women.
1: Boys cry I have
0: I have yeah, for sure I have that in me as well that's not to call out to her I say shit all the time still where I'm like oh you gotta you gotta remove that from me but I can't I'm not, i can't think of it off the top so I'm not gonna <laughs> tell you because I can't think of it but like you we got to be checked all the time so it's when when he when you say things like that that's when I know you're caping you're capping excuse me not caping that's a completely different connotation you're capping because that's that's just there's no way there's no way you yeah. lived in this society on this earth and you don't have any racism, you don't have any yeah. sexism, you don't have. I should have said "crying like
1: a little bitch" because then you know anybody can be a little bitch. So I should have said "crying like a little bitch." That was on me. I
2: get slightly better. <laughs> um, I was, <laughs> I was I was gonna say that. Also, I think we also got him um messed up uh, along with that with him saying "not racist on his body" was that he was trying like, all right, well, I said what I said. Don't ask me more questions about it. Like he just shut it down immediately, and it's like, bro. You see something like so egregious like this, it, we can't you even ask you now- any questions. It's like what? Wait, hold on now. I
1: hey, look. And, I said I wasn't racist. Then leave me alone.
2: Yeah, it's, it's what it is. I'm done talking with this bro. And it's oh. like, nah, well, we're not done. And the fact that he has that type of mindset, I think people were like, all right, well, now I don't, I really don't like to do right now. It's getting on my nerves. And then more stuff so yeah. come out. It's like, oh, perfect. Now he's done. If you've been open to actually fruit, explain it, talk about it, potentially when stuff came out, they may have given him actually a chance to talk about it again. But since he yeah. was so like, hey, I did my one statement, I'm done. They're like, okay, well, hey man, yeah. You, if you don't like doing statements, so we don't need a statement from you. You gone now. So yeah, he played it terribly. But I mean, it's probably because he wasn't, you know, sorry about it. It's probably the real reason why. But you don't know for sure but I'm pretty sure it's because he's like hey man y'all get over this shit <laughs> yeah.
0: and, to, and I don't want to try to poke holes into an argument you weren't making because you were just saying from your pers- like what he could have tried to say about this yeah. situation so that wasn't like you were saying oh yeah this was a valid argument but like that's why when he come out and been like oh yeah it was so long ago It was like oh bro three years like the last email from like 2018 it's like oh this is so long ago I was a different human like you were
1: you don't seem like it
2: hey bro I, I believe you I think people could sell that though you could sell that
1: I was young I was 55 yeah. I was I was, like, I was out there well, the streets.
0: it was it was hilarious just to, just to pose against and it, obviously it was wrong when we did it as kids it we, we, I will give us some way that we were idiots and we didn't know any better. And once we learned better, we we we've stopped. But like that was like twenty years ago, (laughs) (laughs) as opposed to John Grude is like 23 23
2: years. (laughs) What is time really, Derek? Just a a, a human construct.
0: Exactly, it's just a, a human construct that doesn't actually exist, Daniel. So time is irrelevant. It's it's irrelevant. You know, everything is the past. What we said. Just long ago. I've changed completely since, since so Terrell. Saying, bro. I've changed completely since Terrell Huff went on his 30-minute rant about Mark Davis. Yeah,
2: <laughs> it wasn't even 30 minutes. It wasn't even 30 minutes. <laughs> He's like, I got more if you need more. <laughs> <laughs> and,
0: and so we'll close out um, on on this. I'll let y'all – because I, I said this and y'all didn't really get to talk about it. Um, but, I mean, but essentially what you guys have been, you know, not I don't want to say – complaining about but bringing up is, is the proximity to whiteness that some of these other uh, communities have the advantage of having that people of color do not have the advantage of, of having a proximity to whiteness because we're not white <laughs> um how do you think the league I, this it's hard to even put that into words um but do you think the league can overcome that because it's it's clearly their blind spot um, they have a proximity to whiteness in every sense of the word in terms of ownership, in terms of uh, who's leading the, who's leading a lot of these organizations. Is this a blind spot that the NFL can overcome? Will they even begin to start to work to overcome this? Because this, these are instances that happen time and time again. Um, it's striking that you guys would come on a, a podcast and say, hey, you know, they don't Care about racism as much as they care about these other things when they have end racism in their end zones. Uh, I'm not criticizing y'all. I'm criticizing them because y'all still say that, and their most public Um, their most public of statements is that they are against racism. They don't have a like. You guys have been bringing this up as well. They don't have an end homophobia in the end zone. They don't have um. You know, they don't have a crew of, of 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 LGBTQ diversity. They have racial diversity groups that they that are within the organizations so it's like it's funny to me that on the surface this would be the thing that they care about most they don't if you just had this in a vacuum you would say they don't care about those other communities like they care about black people because they have to they mm-hmm. literally are forced to care about black people but yet and still y'all are on a podcast and y'all think the opposite and with with reason with cause so w- what do you think the nfl goes from here
1: I'm going to say this, and it's going to be shocking, not in, su- not in substance, but in speed, because I'm actually going to make a quick point. The NFL is going to start caring about racism when all these old white owners die. Because their sons and whoever else takes over these organizations, because let's be clear, most of them are in the same age range. They're all in that 70 to 80 range. And as morbid as it sounds, they're not going to be around forever. And until they move on and they pass on, this league is never going to change. It's always not going to care about racism. It'll pay it lip service, but it will never actually care about racism. And it will only do the bare minimum because of the fact that they that the vast majority of the players in the league are black. So until these old owners die and move on, or just simply retire and move on and pass the team on to a younger generation, their kids or their nieces, nephews, or just other owners that are younger and more progressive, the NFL will never, ever, ever be a league that will progress in the things we're talking about ever because these old owners will not allow it.
2: Yeah. Um, and I mean, for me, uh, I guess that to answer it straight up, uh, can they fix this issue? Yes. How do they do it? Exactly what Terrell said. Diversity. How do you stop this from going down? How do you actually have more of an action when action is needed? The people will make the decisions. What do they look like? What are what are their you know experiences? What are their past? If you have more women in the front office, more women either in ownership, more women either in, you know, as GMs and such, I'm sure there'll be, you know, different mindset, you know, different ideas more people of color in those same positions. I'm sure you'll have different mindsets, different ideas as well. Um, like we're saying, a big thing is how people feel internally. It kind of, you know, tells people how they're going to act on certain things. So if he had said that joke and then maybe the owner for the Raiders was a black person, they may not need the lead to tell him anything. They're like, hey, no, nah, suspension right now. We're going to have a talk. Yeah, you're suspension or you done. I don't need the lead to talk to me about nothing in the story. Maybe, maybe not. Um I think another thing that if that doesn't happen because again it seems like this probably might be the same type of you know amount of diversity for a while when it comes to ownership the only other thing that maybe would cause this change would be actually people the regular people uh is there the same amount of outrage when these type of things happen as when it happens for the misogyny when it happens for uh, the homo the homophobia Because really what it was is, I know I I was getting on, you know, the NFL for it. I was getting on some of the commentators for it. I was getting on some of the players for it. But really, Twitter, social media, there wasn't as much of an uproar Mm. as I thought there should have been to kind of, you know, let the NFL know that this is not okay. Um, I mean, we even had Derek's mentor come out, Jason Whitlock, and he was saying that, "Uh, what, y'all can't take a joke? blah. You know y'all what I'm going to say. Y'all getting, y'all getting so upset about John Green. Y'all can't take a joke, black people. You know this what's is up- coming. <laughs> Hit him with a T. Hit him with it. Fuck Jason Redlock. And you know what it is. So yeah, this is stuff I'm talking about, man. It's like we have some people just trying to explain it away. Other people are like, yeah, this is kind of bad. Let's have them talk about it. But then when other situations pop up, there's like, oh, there's no talking. There's only action. We choose violence every time for this type of topic when it comes up with this type of disrespect um so i don't know if we can get back to that same mentality it may be to where just racism is just kind of just uh you know it is a bad thing but it's kind of it has been a thing for so long that we're all are just so used to it to where there's not so much outrage overall um i mean i was kind of outraged by it but again we need to take more than just know, a couple of people to be outraged to kind of create some type of change so i think the biggest thing would be first for diversity if not that it would be the general public getting back to having the outrage for racism as well as the other things as well. Maybe you we can do it equally. That'd be ideal. Um, but yeah, this is something I don't think it's going to change anytime in the near future, just because I don't really see these people getting up their teams in the near future or even promoting more people into those top, top, top roles in the near future. Um, but it's something that, that, that definitely can be changed that that can be worked on. Uh, we saw it to a, a small extent in the NBA, you know, how they're treating people about hip hop in the NBA. Mm. You no, know, no, and, and their reaction to that and how they Making didn't them want wear to have suits yeah they didn't want to have no thugs you can't have no thugs on the court um, but they've kind of grown from that too and i think a big part of that is because of the diversity to ownership and people in the top in the, the top positions and really just people in general um you know hip-hop is the, the the number one genre in music right now so it's like yeah people are now getting outraged that why are you getting at them for hip-hop when hip-hop is basically where these people come from. It's the thing right now. So ain't nobody to scrambling
1: it. to become a country singer.
2: No, they, they're not. So I don't know. It's it's something that's going to be a long-term thing. I think it can be fixed, but I think it's going to take quite a bit of time for that to happen though.
0: And, you know, on that note, you, you know, we just had like an, like an hour and I don't know, 20 minutes, 30 minutes.
2: Uh, we break this hoe up.
0: Hour, I, I had a question for you. A for, two, if,
2: if, if you can allow it, man. Oh
0: well, I, sure. Because if you don't, the show about to end. So, so go ahead. It, it, it's,
2: it's a it's a quick one. Yeah, go ahead. No, I'm just
0: as, uh, I'm just letting you know. That I was literally about to wrap up the show. So go. I go. could tell.
2: Yeah, go, go, go. Well, no, I was going to ask you just since you are the Raiders <laughs> fan here, what 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 do you think? What is going to be the ending legacy for John Gruden? What would it have been before this happened, and what do you think it's going to be now that it, this has happened?
0: I was telling. I was telling. Uh, Lo- uh, my roommate Logan that it's just like the Raiders that once I was starting to actually somewhat respect this man as a modern coach that he goes and proves he's like the most racist <laughs> dude on earth and I can no longer respect him because when he, they hired him I was like this is the worst decision ever this is a dumb decision and I still feel a lot of that even before that because I think I, mean, I, don't, th- yeah. I, don't, I don't think he has done anything to warrant being given a hundred million dollars over ten years um, John Gruden for his time when he started was a revolutionary offensive mind and over time, because I believe he is the type of person that he is. It's not, I don't think it's a coincidence that his jokes are stale, that his racism is stale. His, his off, his ideas are stale. He's a, he doesn't adapt. He doesn't grow. So although he was revolutionary when he came, he was a hot young coach and he actually did revolutionize some offense in some way. He stopped doing that by the t- there's a reason Keyshawn Johnson called that man a fraud. By the time he got to the Buccaneers, he had already stopped being at the forefront of what all o- you know of what offense was. That's how you stay there. McVay adapts to his talent. He has an idea of what he wants p- things to do and how he wants to win, but he adapts. John Gruden is a very rigid person. And so it's not shocking that he's vote he's rigid outside of work as well. Um I was gonna make a joke. I think it's I think some of the reason the racism went over people's heads is because it was so cartoonishly racist that people didn't (laughs) understand how to process it. (laughs) They were like, like, surely there's not a man. Damn, was that? There's not this this mustachioed racist man (laughs) roaming (laughs) around all cartoonish and shit. But I mean, (laughs) so I think his legacy was always going to be an average coach. I don't think this return to coaching was going to do him many favors, even if we continue down this path. I don't think the Raiders are going to win a Super Bowl with him. I don't think, you know, he might have gotten them to the playoffs. I think they're a decent team this year. I, he might have got them there. Who knows? But uh, he was always was
1: Tony Dungy's players. He won a Super Bowl. He was, with.
0: He was always an overhyped coach with an out-of-mode offense. Who's, and Tony ca- Dungy's who's charismatic in only the most high school linebackers coach way that you could possibly think of. Like, he wasn't good on Monday Night Football, but he was just so ridiculously bad that people thought it was funny. And that's that's who he is. He's a cartoon mm-hmm. character in every sense of the word. For good, for bad. Dennis
1: Miller was better than him. He's
0: a car- <laughs> you just You just want to talk about race? Okay. Anyway, we're going to leave Dennis Miller where he's at.
1: So, yeah. You're going to put a racist there. You might yeah, as well I, have a good one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> what? And, and, so, <laughs> and so, um, yeah, I don't. I, 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 his legacy now is that he's the racist guy. I mean, that's what happens, um, for in some ways it's why racism doesn't get solved because that label doesn't ever evolve. Mm -hmm. And then people say, feel like if you're that label that you're Mm -hmm. stuck at that label. And that's because we make racism, this big, bad boogeyman instead of being like, Hey, I have some racist tendencies that I need to fix and you can grow from here. Um, John Gruen's probably not going to grow from here, so I'm not. I'm not necessarily saying that he necessarily needed that latitude. I think he's a formed human, that, and I think he's kind of done growing. I, I guess I, like I he's yeah. rigid. I, I truly believe that. Um, I would like us to give people more the space to try. Um, and I would like, and and honestly, I don't think that's an us problem in terms of black people. I think that's a white person problem. I think uh-huh. white people view racism too cartoonishly, and it, they don't allow themselves the space to be like to be called out for racism and then grow from that and adapt instead of just being like, oh, banish them to the shadow realm. Mm. Um, and so I, if
1: we ain't hanging from trees, they don't think it's racism.
0: And so I think I think John Gruden is going to be the cartoonishly racist guy. And I, uh, for, for better, or for worse, that's that's, you know, his legacy. That's what is uh, attached to him now forever, forever more. Um, and, you know, in some ways, that's what he deserves. In other ways, I think that's detrimental to what we're trying to get done. <sighs> Um, and so, yeah. Raiders. <laughs> you know,
1: the greatest of the Raiders. It, you know,
0: after the A's choked, <laughs> I didn't think my team's could uh could do something <laughs> even more crazy to make me feel any pain this year. After no, you know, you know what? After the 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 A's choked, after the Texas choked.
2: <laughs> yeah. And yeah.
0: then I got the trifecta with my head coach being only the most cartoonish racist villain this <sighs> this decade. So yeah. oh, it's man. a it's a bad month for your boy. It's, it's a bad month for your boy, D.R. Lewis. Um, any any other questions, D? Did I, did I? I know, did we I, good. All right.
2: Yeah,
1: I know uh, how to cheer you up.
0: Uh huh. Joshua. Fuck Jason. We're lying. Oh no, I, I thought you were going to say Joshua Primo.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh well, that's that's a whole other story. But, we're talking that, about that on another day. But, but yeah.
0: Uh. Hey, D. I know I keep telling you I'm gonna to talk to you and Ed on and Trey Blanco on y'all's podcast, but y'all gonna stop saying that Jason Whitlock
2: is my boy without any context, right? Y'all gonna uh, uh, stop saying <laughs> bro. He's just your mentor. That's all we're saying, man. Just keeping the facts out there. You, well, know what I'm saying? I, I you reached out I, to him. He, he gave you some some words of wisdom and stuff. You've been and, living by that since forever. <laughs> Hey, I'm here. I that's the def- facts, bro. I,
0: I can defend myself and say, <laughs> as, and say fuck Jason Whitlock. But when y'all just throw it out there and it just hangs no, out there, y'all. Bro. No, that's my thing. I, I make saying, sure uh, I get uh, one in. Uh, 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 Trey Blanco's podcast, the girl that man said it, 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 Derek's boy, Jason Whitlock, and it's just that was it. <laughs> <laughs> they just started talking about Jason Whitlock. They didn't say, oh, by the way, Derek doesn't actually like it. No, and it's like I'm not. That's not a joke we say on that podcast. So it's not like the listeners. <laughs> I think he's my boy. I don't. I, I can't have that. I can't have that. Hey, they life. gotta
2: do the homework, man. They gotta I do they homework. the homework. bro, for real. Fuck <laughs> Jason Whitlock.
0: But anyway, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's he did say some Jason Whitlock ass shit, so we can't <laughs> we can't say fuck Jason Whitlock on this episode as well. Um, <laughs> any closing thoughts? Or you know what? Never mind, because Daniel asked his question. If I ask Terrell, he might go I'm on good. a soliloquy. So I'm good. <laughs> we're just gonna we're just gonna wrap it up. Again, if you're not listening to H's for Hell on Fridays, please do. If you're not listening. To uh, Trey Blanco's podcast and grill, now Girl. featuring King Julian Owens. Awesome. Julian on Saturdays. Tune in. Even though Austin Brizina and you know, speaking for sport, are no longer affiliated with it, please give your boy hard times
2: hard hard times you're going through right now. Please hard give times.
0: easy easy clap a listen. It's on Spotify. You can find it. Look it up. It's good. I promise. Um, and then on that note, let's plug our own people as well. King Julian uh, podcast. That's also a good time. They're covering Spider-Man. King right now.
1: Julian, is that you, player? The hell is that about?
0: <laughs> D any plugs that you need
2: to get in, my friend. Uh man, yeah. You know what it is? You can catch me and boy Ed White and of course King Julian on Trey podcast and grill. Uh all cowboy stuff. Bring down to the X's and O's, you know what I'm saying? We do have a bar week coming up, but we ain't gonna leave y'all hanging. We actually have a great episode planned for y'all, so please tune in for that. We're going over the Cowboys Hall of Fame, baby. It's gonna be good. Come on now. Let's get it. And then of course, uh, Daniel is Twitterless, just in case
0: y'all wonder why he never has a Twitter. He's a Twitterless man. He's
2: an Instagramless. Yeah, and Instagram
0: list TikTok list. Pretty much all social media besides Facebook. Uh, and MySpace list. Uh, yes. Yes, we're all MySpace at this point. Uh, Terrell Huff, that's being poppy himself you've been uh you've been busy my, my my guy hosting hosting mainstream radio shows in fact hosting yeah. hosting the most popular radio show in san antonio <laughs> the uh, mostest. so go ahead plug everything man and tell us what you've been up to and and please keep it within a minute time
1: <laughs> it's been crazy uh Go to iHeartRadio Radio app and look for the Mike Taylor Show. You'll catch me last week. I know we're not really supposed to date the show, but it would be the week of what is today, the twenty-first. So it would have been last week. Would have been the eleventh through the fifteenth of um, October. Uh, so look for the Mike Taylor Show on the iHeart Radio app. Uh, I also, of course, still do um, uh, the, uh, the the the. Um, The blue collar sports dads on Sundays, ten to twelve PM, more like ten to eleven thirty because we're preempted by the Houston Texas, who's Texans who suck. Um, But uh, you can catch us, uh, and if you're listening to the episode from uh, Sunday, the twenty fourth, twenty fourth, twenty fifth, Sunday the twenty fifth episode sunday's the we will have yeah we i believe it's sunday's the 25th uh the sunday the 25th episode sunday's the 24th be- oh it's the 24th okay my bad uh the 24th uh we will be interviewing uh april and sarah um and she'll be talking about nil contracts since we have quite a few UTSA Roadrunners uh football players uh, on nil contracts with uh and sarah so um she'll be talking about uh the nil contracts and how some of that works uh from the um deal the business standpoint i guess um quite a few projects out there working uh from a tv standpoint streaming services is where it's gonna be so uh you're gonna catch your boy on some streaming services here real soon probably an early part of next year and my kids because they talented too um and uh yeah man um what else is going on it's pretty much it um you know then of course we here on weekend at take as as many as many as we can get in
2: Sorry. Yes, we what? are yes we are here on speaking for sport. Good point, Terrell. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. keeping it moving. Mm-hmm. Uh, Don't Shane. draw attention to a D. Be a nah. professional.
0: No, draw attention to all. <laughs> <laughs> always draw attention. Bad rate. <laughs> you said we can to take. That's all. It's fine.
2: that like we gonna take. Mm. Yeah, it's fine. It's all.
1: Oh jeez, man. But no one would have even been the wise. Speaking for sport. Dr. The crazy part is I would have said weekend and take, and then when you would have told me to hit the outro, I would have said speaking for sport and done my usual thing and not even thought about it. Y'all yeah, should have just let it roll. Yeah, well, that's he, that's tr- what tr- I would have tr- tr- said. He, he tried to, but that's not what this podcast is
0: founded on. It's founded on two things, my friends. Chaos. <laughs> well, It's founded on three things, my friends. <laughs> Chaos, Derek aggrievement, <laughs> and leaning into the bat. Three
2: things. Uh, true that, true that.
0: <laughs> and so uh, uh, I am, of course, your man. Some might say the most hated producer of all time or some such nonsense of that. I'm not sure. You're most, but I know for sure that I am your most excellent and venerated host, your wife's favorite podcaster. I'm my wife. You're right. Your your wife does not like me as much as I would like, honestly. <laughs> for being my best friend's wife, she, she is not a fan of me as much as I would hope. But that being said, we're going to get on out of here. You can catch me on Twitter, social media, Instagram, Dr. Lewis, not third. Terrell, yes, sir. Hit him with the outro, baby.
1: Speaking for sport, because somebody has to. <laughs>
2: Bye. Speaking Bye. for sport, <laughs> somebody has to.